0: Does, I go down to Met Spring training a lot. This is Matt Gephardt. Well there's a guy down that there, there's oh, a, there's a beer guy okay, no okay. at first data field oh. and his call out is it sounds like he's saying be a man oh,
1: All right, well, I'll, I'll,
0: come on be a man be a man but he's beer man beer man. Oh. Be <laughs> a man be a man like, be a oh, man I'm a man I can drink a beer. Be a Today
2: we're talking to uh, Matt, Matt Gephardt. Gephard? who is a major beer uh, a major beer major bar owner here on the Upper West Side and down in Midtown.
3: And his partner Peter.
2: Do so you have a question about
3: bars I in the Upper West Side? I do have South. a question. Well, hit it. That's go. I mean, the big picture question is
0: do you guys have a chance of surviving? There's always a chance. Unfortunately, the chances keep getting slimmer as time goes forward. Um,
2: <laughs> that was our last question. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was,
3: was what we might ask it again.
2: That was it. Or I maybe mean, not. We were going to lead up the whole show to that <laughs> yeah, question. Yeah, just
3: to that a big question. Big reveal. <laughs> and you
2: just did it. You just, no. So that's so it. That's it for Barcrow Radio. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Are Thank you serious? Computer, oh, thanks so for sorry. coming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, 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 had I known that I wouldn't have. Uh, no. <laughs> actually, uh, would, totally would you, off the point. Would you like teaser. a beer? I have no, a beer here. Beer here. Beer. Be a man. Beer man.
3: Beer a man. Beer man.
2: Now is Scott Milne, a very talented photographer and friend, with our first and last question of today's Bar Crawl Radio episode. Between early March and early May, over 100,000 small businesses nationwide have shut down and our neighborhood bars in New York City have been hit hard. More than 80% of the city's restaurants and bars did not pay full rent in June, according to the New York City Hospitality Alliance. In this COVID 19 moment, it is clear that we must social distance if we're going to beat this coronavirus thing. But at what cost? In general, New York Cityers have been doing well, and we want to get back to enjoying our great bars. But is it too soon? And what is going to happen to outdoor bars and restaurant businesses as we enter the fall?
3: I'm Rebecca McCain, and I'm on West End Avenue and 92nd Street with my co host, Alan Winson, to talk with several New York City bar owners about how they are handling the new state laws limiting their business. This is Bar Crawl Radio out on the street, and here we go.
2: Uh, with us today on West End Avenue and 92nd Street, and we're literally on the double yellow line here on West End Avenue, we have Matt Gephardt, the owner of Gebhardt's Beer Culture Bar, and his bar manager, yep. main manager, Peter Malfatti. Yep. You have two locations, or at least you did have two locations, and we're going to get to that. I'm not sure where your other location is now. You still have two. Still have two. You do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. Great. Right. Yes.
3: Peter's like, what is new to me? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: The closure is temporary. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, right. good. 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 And we're here today to talk about bars yeah, in New York City. So, are we okay with the beer? I got you some beer. It's, yeah. Some I, it's more. a classic. It's I'm
1: actually. We were just talking last night how we haven't had one of this. You know, one of these. The classic. Uh, West it's Coast a Sierra Nevada pale ale, yes. by the way. Right. Uh, yes. Right. We, you know, it's like. You spend so much time with some of these newer beers, uh, and you, you sometimes don't see the forest for the trees, and you're like, oh, right, this is why I got into beer in the first place, because I still love this beer. It's just not, I just don't think to go to it sometimes. Right, you know? right. So this is perfect. So thank you. Have, you. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. You have an sure.
3: amazing, an amazing um, stock of beer. It's just, you know, rolling different ones every week a rolling stock. really yeah. Yeah. delicious that was
0: the whole idea was to yes. keep it keep it interesting and and uh keep the list real deep i loved it when you gave me a tour of your cellar <laughs> you were really proud
2: of that <laughs> cellar with a nice cold that cold refrigerator and all the kegs of beer and constantly changing them and that cellar was kind of uh, magical it was uh, it was kind of dingy but magical okay
0: well you, I was going to say when, when do we start talking about how it's a real New York City basement too, oh yeah it's dingy yes. yeah, yeah. It's it has wonderful. to be
2: it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's got your bike down there I think there's rowing equipment I don't know what's down there yeah. Yeah.
0: all sorts of bizarre you, things you,
2: you, you, you build the tables down
0: there that's right you it's know. a workshop it's a storage area um, yeah it's uh, so I wouldn't say those home. home th- yeah. he makes the tables you make the 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 tables, tables. Uh, yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't know that
3: yeah. They are very nice tables. Thank you very much. Very handsome. Thank you
0: very much. Yeah. Uh, 1860s uh, yellow pine is what we tend to use. Wow. Uh, and it's all high, high quality wood. Actually comes out of Philadelphia. It was, a, uh, was it an old factory from the 1880s, yeah. so it was actually cut before the 1880s. And then we got one of the beams, and we had the beams cut down. And uh, that's what we use for nice. most of our table wood. Right.
2: Yeah, Wood, nice. and,
1: and Bar Top as well.
2: And the Bar Top. Yep. And we're talking about Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street, just down the block from Trader Joe's and the... Uh, and
3: across the street from the mortuary. And across the
2: street from the mortuary. That's why we always started our show, show that way. And we, be, we began recording on the Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar about a year and a half ago. You were so kind to open the, that porch up to us and so welcoming to our guests and uh, Bar Crawl Radio... We just wanted to talk to you and we wanted to say, you know, Matt, keep going. You know, yes. we love your bar. I tell and them so that every day. So want, I'm right there with you. We, okay. we want to talk. But let's, let's kind of go back and ask why did you get into the bar business? I mean,
0: you're both in the bar business. Why? No college degree, first off. I think that was <laughs> number one. And um, uh, did spend some time in college, so I knew that I liked beer. Uh, you know, I lived in Belgium as an exchange student. So I had a first-rate beer education as a 17 or 18-year-old, and then um, coming back from Belgium, uh, brewery Omegang was in in my backyard, basically. So I got. Where was the backyard? uh, Near Cooperstown, New York. Great little town of Milford, New York. Yes. And um, so, so I mean, this is a little bit off, but
2: you're you're growing up near Cooperstown. Is is that where you got interested in the Mets? No,
0: actually not at all. Cooperstown, for a local, uh, you're usually pushed away from baseball. They're pretty tired of baseball because it's all over the place. So you're, right. not, you're baseball, not going baseball, to be baseball, baseball. influenced uh, one way or another on baseball. I just lo- happened to love it. And my dad and I were, were big baseball fans growing up when I was growing up. I didn't grow up with my dad. But, yeah. um, but he was a big Yankee fan. and Ooh. but. He's, you know, we, we all, we both, we supported, but we love baseball in general. Yes.
3: Right. Um, Yay. Baseball. So
0: we have that, yeah. the, Absolutely. the commonality is baseball. And then, uh, obviously we've got our, our differences within that, but. So how, how, so how you, long, so how long, you long have went,
3: you been in the business? In the...
0: Um, okay. So in the beer business, I got my first job when I was 19 at, at Oma gang, giving tours and, and managing the store. So, 19 years old is when I got into it and interested in it. And I worked for them for a few years, did it, moved up through sales and such, and then um, moved to New York City in 2004 and worked for a Belgian uh, uh, beer bar called BXL Cafe on 43rd between 6th and Broadway. And I was there for just shy of a decade. Is it still there? Still there, so, well.
3: We used to go to the one, yes. the Belgian beer bar down in the village with the big red doors.
0: Is that Vaux yeah, yeah, yep, great spot. Yes, right where they the just served the French old, um, fries. Yeah, yep. That was the old uh, firehouse, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome spot. We haven't been there in a long time.
3: Is it still there? Uh,
0: I well, we don't know. And I mean, still there as of May seventeenth? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or March seventeenth? Sorry. The Sorry. building's definitely still there. So, Peter, how did you get started?
1: Uh, I grew up in Long Island. Actually, my parents got married thirteen blocks directly north of where we are right now, uh, and. Uh, so, I grew up here, I moved to, I actually moved to Rochester, New York in 2002. Other than going to bars, I, the, you know, I'd only ever worked in one restaurant in my life, but, you know, you, you move to a new place, you need to find a job, I started working, and the bar I happened to work at uh, did a lot of cask and a lot of Belgian beer, and I knew nothing about this craft beer movement or this import beer movement, and I very quickly just fell in love with the whole thing. Within months of me working there, I met my Omega gang rep, who's sitting right, right over here. Back in two thousand two, I actually got into di- distribution, so I worked for a lot of uh, Western New York distributors until I moved back to the city in two thousand seven, where I worked for a Belgian beer importer. So Belgian beer, like Matt, has always been very strong in my life, and then, uh, and then yeah, that's how I got into it, and you know Matt and I have been in and out of best buds. Our, yeah, pretty much in and out of our lives professionally for and personally for
3: so, almost but, 20 years But you years don't step. only serve Belgian beer. No, we no, don't. No, no, right. no. no. Yeah, we, I don't want to mislead always, our audience. But that's no. not our focus. I, 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 of, the reason I, I, I always
1: choices. focus on the Belgian, I think Matt does too, is, is that craft beer would not be where... Craft beer in America, especially 15 years ago, would not be where it was without the influence of the Belgian beers, because they're one of the few cultures... That don't have a lot of rules. You can just throw a lot of things at the wall and have some fun with it, and obviously various regions. Um, So there's definitely a lot more variety coming out of that one small little culture, and that's why I think it's always been important to us. But that influenced craft, American craft beer, which now in turn has influenced European craft beer. So, you know, the collaboration is... is but truly
0: um, with, with the, the way that American craft beer is going, and I mean, it's, it's changing so quickly, mm-hmm. and the styles and, and what people want all the time are always changing. Belgian beer has usually remained such a, a rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is, uh, you know, all the different styles yeah. and the different breweries. Beer
2: has become an obsession for sure. a, for a, lot, for of a people, lot of people. You know, I mean, beer culture How'd you come up with that name, Beer Culture Bar? The
0: tennis ball against the wall. I just kept thinking and thinking. Yeah. you know, I mean, it, it really it made sense to us because we came into it not wanting to say that we we're beer uh, uh, snobs. Snobs, you know, because that was something that a lot of people consider themselves to be. I mean, we, look, we love Genesee Cream Ale uh, just as much as the Sierras, and uh, uh, you know. And then yeah, the, the what about sp- the Coors? Banquet, the, yes. But. Banquet, Banquet sure. yes. Um, Banquet shorties.
1: Yeah. Hey, listen, I you but, know I, I drink High Life still to this you know, you know on a semi-regular basis. So. I haven't
2: had Miller High Life. I used to drink Pabst. Sure. Blue Ribbon in oh, Nebraska yeah. with tomato juice. With tomato juice. I used to drink one
0: yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Pabst. Sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I wow. used to
1: drink a Miller High Life three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> so so. But that
0: was the thing. We you know we we just we love beer and all the different beers. Yes, we're focused on. Uh, craft and and uh, and what's funky and new and what people really want but but that's not it it's really not what it 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 doesn't end there
1: yeah beer culture is is about more than just that have you been to the spot on in hell's kitchen no no we have not not.
0: i've passed it i've
2: seen it and we never went great
1: one of the one of our favorite pieces is actually a 1950s kelvinator one of those old giant white fridges Oh wow! With the big handle. A
3: Calvinator.
1: You
0: know, it's yeah. the only refrigerator in that entire bar that hasn't broken down.
1: Fact.
3: Oh well, yeah. They used to make things yeah. very, very well. Yeah, That's
1: right. we to last. We, have, we haven't checked the count. We do have to, to see it. how much. To see how much it, it's, it's costing us. But, but yeah, but in there we call that Grandpa's fridge. You know, because the idea is beer culture. As much as it's about, Matt says, you know, we're beer nerds. We're not beer snobs. As much as beer culture is about the the international uh, flavors beer scene, flavors of beer scene the the now everything going on in America right now especially in the Northeast but it's also about it's about that Jenny Cream Ale that we used to you know crack open it's about that beer you'd sneak out of your your parents fridge when you were a kid you know Grandpa's fridge for a reason you know um, so that so that's where we keep the the at, at, there was a time we had Pabst in there. Um, what do we have? Schaefer was in there. Yep. Yeah, a couple of good ones. So
3: what is beer culture?
2: There's a mead culture too. We, we for had a sure. We had a mead culture. That's gotta beer. be a cool
0: culture to be a part of.
2: I well mean, we had we had a show which we brought yeah. mead into your bar. And they were the kilts,
0: were there kilts that day? And no, not though, no, 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 no. They no, were just no. uh from, they were from really serious about uh, about their meads. Uh, you can uh, find a passion for really most everything, so that's and, it, you right? know, especially when there's alcohol included. Yeah. You know, yeah. But it's, it's not a, necessarily about getting drunk. No, not no, at all. Not at it all. is intoxicating, but it's yeah. it, alcohol actually lends itself to some really interesting flavors and ideas and, and and concepts. Really, I mean, it's it's what it's about. I mean, you, you can just create much more if you've got a base of alcohol.
2: Right. And that if you drink awesome. it, you have great conversations. Yes. Absolutely. At places like Eberhard's beer culture. I bar. mean,
1: that's I mean, that's what I used to say. I mean, the whole point of. Why do people open bars? Is is this is what we're doing? Yeah. Ideally, we'd be sitting at a bar or in a bar, right. having this conversation over beers, beer and alcohol. But beer brings people together. Whether it's a craft to educate people, or you've had a long day and you just need to, you know, tie one on and just like relax.
2: We're loving doing this bar crawl radio at a bar, whether it's your bar or someone else's bar, and buying our guest drinks and. Well, yeah. you buying your gas? You, you, you you Thank buying you our so guest much. Drink. Thank <laughs> you for that. And, he knows um, the owner. It just opens. It opens up everything. I mean, it doesn't get stupid. It gets deeper,
0: right? You know. Yes. That's, and that, yes. that's that's what we like to see.
2: Right.
3: It relaxes people. People lose their inhibitions a little bit, and you have great conversations.
2: But we're in a different kind of time now, and really, this show is not about beer culture. And I, I think we could have a show on that. Yes. We could talk all about that but you are in kind of uh, a new moment here with the COVID. Um, Let's talk about where you are business-wise, where you were and then where you are now and where where you're gonna go. Who are your regular customers? And I imagine it's different in the Midtown one than the Upper West Side one. Let's go about the Upper West Side, because that's where we are now. Who are your customers?
0: Uh, We have a lot of Upper West Side residents for sure.
2: Absolutely.
0: then there's a lot of blue-collar, you know, after-work crowd. We've got we get we get a lot so of. So they're folks coming that, home from work and they're dropping off at Cat Parsons Or they work winter. in the neighborhood and they have a beer after work before they go home elsewhere. Right. Um, and then occasionally we we'll, you know, oh, not occasionally. anytime that there's a show at the Beacon. Yep. Those are nights for us. I mean, we really fill the house up. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's wild and crazy fun. But it's always something. Right. I mean, the Beacon already has good shows usually, so we get right. you know we get a lot there. But we've always been very regulars-driven. Um, there won't be a night where we don't know anybody who's in there. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's very heavy on the regular, and that's that for us. That's always been the uh, the thing that, that makes us the most proud. It's kind of that's how we found you.
2: We had a, a guest who were doing who was it?
0: There it did?
3: was another podcaster. Um, they do a, a podcast on um, dating. Dating
2: on, when you're thirty.
3: When you yeah in your thirties dating in your thirties something like that is the, the title of it they're both really funny guys and we said well where should we we'll, we'll, we'll find a bar we'll ask around what do you have a bar you like and they said and they we said love yeah parts.
2: love Gephardt's, and then we 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 fell in love with it too your bar has great bartenders wonderful people thank you we uh, they're always very helpful always friendly I mean d- did you just look out on these people or do you cast them
0: you know. I luck out in the in the sense that I f- that I find people who are looking for work, um, at the right time when we need somebody, and um, and if somebody's not the right fit, we know right away and it doesn't seem to work out. But we don't have to do that too much. Not a lot of turnover.
1: Oh, I'm I'm gonna jump in real quick just because Matt's not gonna say it for himself. When we were opening up Hell's Kitchen location, he talked to me about it and we had this one. He said, I've I've got this other bartender I'm bringing in, and. We had never met. He and I had never met, but he's like, "Don't worry, you guys are gonna work out perfectly." This guy, of course, he comes in. He now is one of my closest friends. Wow. Matt is. Matt has this innate ability to know almost instantaneously. You know about somebody. You know, like he's, he's got a really good read on people, and he knows if it's it's a good fit or not. You know, and we you know we like being, we like being a part of a community, and Matt has that innate ability to be able to really pick out those people very good very quickly well okay.
2: we i mean we've met them because we've been doing this podcast i've been going to Gep Arts for a while and they're all they are all different they're different people
3: from different but backgrounds but
2: they're all kind of similar in a way i mean Lynn, they're all kind of like lindsay yeah. you <laughs> yes. know Just all like, different <laughs> yeah. but different yeah but different yeah
3: very different. friendly very outgoing um, helpful so w- have you kept in touch with any of your uh, employees
0: infrequently yes I mean for for me when I reach out to everybody of course I you know I I've done the text and and call saying hey how are you hope you're well we did a GoFundMe uh, and oh that's great that returned some some cash for uh, for their for their rent so we had some contact oh, there. I wish but you had told us about that I don't have any news and that's really what I want to bring good news to the table and uh, I I know that you know everybody's got it it's it's an open communication for them anybody who has a problem and some people have texted me on their own saying look I don't I need some I need some food or something so we open up the door and you know take some uh, you know a couple cans of soup and whatever else that we had just to you know get them through until their the um, unemployment checks came through and whatnot but um, otherwise they just keep waiting for really good news to send them and I don't get any that's
1: yeah that's the worst part about this whole thing is that there's just no, there's no sign of any kind of timeline.
3: So what was the level of your business before the pandemic, before March? Uh,
0: you know, it's, it sounds cliche or, or, uh, I don't know. It, we, we were at the top. I mean, it was were. really, it was where we wanted to be. Everything was looking good again. Uh, we've had a couple ups in 45th street. There was an eight month period where there was a scaffold just next door, not even over our bar and during the exact dates that that was up, we lost 20% business. Yeah, and that was sixteen. Least. That uh, was 2017. 17. Yep. So we were back from that. Everything came back and it was yeah. just I moving mean, along smooth. Everything felt nice. And yeah, I
1: mean, I would, you know, I, I the number of times I was so excited every month looking at the numbers and saying, we're just on a multiple levels, we're doing better and we're trending upwards. And even more so that even
0: better than that was just the frequency of our regulars. Yeah. And they're just not that people are coming back every day, but they're coming by to say hi, even if they're not buying a beer. Yeah, because um, yeah, they're having know. a good time. Yeah. felt like the sweet spot. It's,
2: it's yeah. really good beer. I mean, it, it was a, it's a good formula. Yeah, And you had yeah, the but
1: trivia night; that was yeah, fun. But even not just, the, but it, but again, as much as it's about the beer, it's about being part of the community too. I you know that's that's really been one of our core ideas.
2: That's been our message from the beginning. A bar <laughs> is not just a business. It's a place where people get together. 100%. It, it becomes a public, I mean, there's a term, public sphere. It becomes mm-hmm. a place for those conversations yeah. that you can have across political lines and all. And as you say, it's also a kind of a, It's that economic thing, but also it's that social, emotional support that that people like you, uh, Matt, are, are giving to your to your community.
0: So when did the floor fall out for you? March 17th. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, David, no, March 16th, right? So we made the yeah. call not to open on St. Paddy's well,
1: Day. We, we were told on, because we were told either it was the Sunday night or the Monday morning that all bars had to close by 8 o'clock on the 16th of March. That was the Monday.
0: That wow. was that Monday. Right, and they were they were trying to make sure Black that people were not going to be open for the 17th just to not have the crowds that were normally out for St. Paddy's right. Day. Even, but we saw it coming before, you know, and I was telling Peter, I said, they've got to make the call. They have to make the call yep. early. You know, if you're going to do it, do it now. And stop the bleeding quickly. Yeah. Exactly. They just dragged their feet on that. and Ah, uh, yeah.
3: And now we know if they had closed down a couple weeks yeah. earlier. Well, because... Well,
0: we were preparing ourselves for that yeah. in, in ordering well, what happened, and ordering lightly.
1: Yeah. And then what well, what happened also was that they had come... They said, you got to close by 8 o'clock, but uh, as of the 17th, you're allowed to do takeout.
0: To-go beers for open container was lifted. Open
1: container. Yeah. But I don't even know if the open container was there at the time, but... You were allowed to do takeout. Now, we were always set up for takeout. That was part of the business. Right. Model. You had yeah. a
0: c- almost like a
3: little grocery store that you could come shop. in. And, yeah. Yeah. So, you could sell and bottles,
2: but you also sold the, um, were you? The growlers, the growlers.
1: yeah, Growlers, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you go to 45th Street, you can actually pick it out of the, because our our, our fridges, fridges are, are on, the, on the floor. On the floor, so you could pick it out. But, yeah, they said, and then that first week, but we already knew by that point, offices were already at 50 or 25% capacity, and they were shutting down. So, you know, the writing was on the wall. It was just you know, they tell us 12 hours earlier, you know, it's the, the communication just wasn't there.
2: Wow. So, so, so you, you, you knew you had to close down. You, you realized the urgency of it. How long did you think you were going to be closed down? I mean, did you see it as eight something? Eight weeks,
0: I think is really what yeah, we were. Yeah. I would yeah, I think that's And what you we were s-
1: ready to do eight weeks.
0: Well, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and pay rent for it. You know, right. I mean, that was something that it was okay. Well, look, it's coming maybe we'll be able to work with the landlord and and get a reduction for a portion of that because obviously it was a government mandated thing or a state mandated thing, so. You would think. um, That was, you know, we looked at it like, look, this is nothing that we did. We now have to do this. Now we have to take a a hiatus, a furlough, and take a break, and. um, So you understood
2: the danger of this virus. That it was probably airborne and that closed, closed bars weren't good. People get kind of loud at bars and. You understood, I understood the problem. that it
0: was it was time to do something about it it had been time to do something about it at the time that we were forced to close
3: So did your landlord work with you
0: um, Well, there are two landlords and one of one of the landlords is reasonable and understands what what we're going through uh, and the other one is not and it's doesn't not. okay yeah. Yeah. It
3: would be nice if the city would help out with that. I would. think. They're
0: just—they're not, not even going to approach the. Top, I mean, I can't say for sure what they're going to do, but they haven't approached the topic because it's very touchy. Now, it, it, since we're on that on that topic for a minute, um, the landlords usually have a mortgage as well, right? So the banks are demanding that they pay and they've actually been increasing some penalties for late payments for especially new Interesting. Uh, uh, new, new, mortgages. Yeah. And uh, so they're making a lot of money there. Wow. Uh, and there's, there, nobody's approaching this, this discussion, where does the money come from? Because the, the, the banks can send a bill to the, the landlords, or the, right, the mortgage holders, and they can bill us the bars, but we've got nowhere else to bill. And we're not going to take these massive loans and pay them off for five or 10 years just to fund the system that is, it's being held up at this point and, you know, uh, we can't be relied upon for that. We I say we, it's retail. It's anybody in retail, you know, right. the, the bottom, the ones going mean, the They're just closing
3: it. their doors, the retail. The, en- the end game
2: here is everyone goes
1: down the drain, including the banks.
0: Except the banks. I mean, they're the ones well, that are. Well, I don't, yeah, I
1: see no scenario where the banks go down.
0: The drain. Right. I mean, well, we, we, we bailed them out once, we could bail right. them out again. But we haven't even approached that bailout. I mean, and any any bailout, if, if even if they were to bail us out at the, this base level, the retail level, that money goes to the banks anyway. So right. they don't even suffer. Right. Um, you know we're we're not sharing in any profits at this point you know I mean it's not like anybody's making any money we're trying to keep the doors open and keep product flowing through Um, and what we want to do is what we've agreed to do is pay rent on time every month all the time Uh, and we can't you just can't you can't even with this outdoor seat now I appreciate the outdoor idea and it actually is something it's better than nothing Um, but I think there's a little bit of Uh, Back padding and horn blowing. That look at all these places doing great because their outside is packed. When their outside is five percent of their capacity.
2: Yeah, well, let's let's let's, let's talk about that because we've been kind of going around and checking out some some places like Carmine's over here has quite a few tables because they kind of spread out along the. They opened up
3: in front of um, businesses that that are closed.
2: Five napkins. I I went and talked to them, and they have eighteen tables set up. But, But
1: but. but the argument is how many? Did, how many did they have inside before that? Exactly. You know? Well, like, of course. I mean, I think I think there's a level of perception that the public, that maybe not being in the industry, isn't getting where the, you know, uh, what used can, to be indoors is not indoors we, anymore. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's in you go to, public eye. yeah, Forty Sixth Street uh, Restaurant Row, which is a block away from uh, our Forty Fifth Street location. Uh, they're I mean, they're doing this. They're doing the closed street, the open street thing. Uh, which is great, which means they can put more tables out and they have more opportunity to do that. But anybody walking, any passerby will say, oh, well, they must be doing great because I always see the seats filled. I'm like, yeah, that's ten, that's eight seats as opposed to the 20 seats. 50 seat- or right. something
0: yeah. they may have inside. Yeah. Or or the, let's, yeah. let,
2: let's talk about Gepards. You have now four tables, five tables out in front of your little foot footprint on that's the block. Right.
0: On 72nd Street? It doesn't Street.
3: seem fair. I feel like you should be able to have more tables. I, I
0: agree with you on that one. Um, uh, you know, I've seen, I'm not going to name anybody, but I know that there are some some restaurants, especially in our neighborhood where Peter and I live, uh, that almost span the whole block because their neighbors is an insurance or uh, right. uh, a bank or whatever else, so nobody's worried about it. So they just build the, the, the street-side dining to encompass all of that. We don't know where where the rules, where the, the lines in the sand are. We when we first built our, our uh, outdoor seating area, we were uh, descended upon by the DOT saying you've done it wrong. It must be this way. It must be that way, and they were changing their their parameters and the and the, the, uh, the sizes every three days. So I actually built three uh, three separate outdoor uh, fencing um, barriers. barricades yeah. barriers uh, for each location. Because they kept changing it, and wow. kept you know.
2: All right, this uh, this sounds ludicrous.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: because we, I You're mean, we, me. we have city leaders. Uh, I, I, I'm going to bring this up to the attention of Helen Rosenthal, and we'll definitely contact Gail Brewer. There, there should be some definite rules, and the rules should be working with you to keep to you. To give open. you the, the best fines alone what, what, are what?
0: The, is yeah. them not working with us. They're using these opportunities to generate some cash for the city again, which I understand. You know, they're they're. They're missing out on a lot of sure. a lot of money, right? So, so then you you set up these these ridiculous rules. I feel like we're going to get hit with some retribution on this. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think uh, we're they the set people up these say, crazy rules, and then and then they go around and they start doling out fines for them from the only places that are trying to keep the system going, and that's again retail. And you're following thousand dollar fines for a guy standing next to his table while he sips his beer.
1: But it that's but that's exactly it we're following the rules we among many other bars and restaurants are going out of their way to do in our you, way to do what's right yeah. and to do what they're telling us to do as much as we can follow the rules and then and you to still, live in fear while doing it right. I mean, and, it's then, and then you will see and again i'm not begrudging any business for doing what they're doing but the fact is sometimes you see these people pass by pass over pass over these businesses that are these people,
0: you mean, like the the inspectors? The inspectors, the inspectors walking will, by a place that's, that's filling out with people inside the bar, outside the bar,
1: violating the rules when somebody who's all right, maybe violating the rules, but not.
0: No, no, it's not egregious. Yeah, exactly. So
2: it's, it's it's not a unified system here. Not right? at all. Um, so what what are the the rules? I know there's. That's I, I a good I, question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay.
3: No more no more takeout beer, right? No, or can you no, still? No, you can still do takeout. Yep. You can. Yep.
0: But. But but he's down, he it's and he it's, it's unclear, too, at times what that means because you're not supposed to have people walk up to the bar. You're supposed to have people in seats at all times and ordering food. That doesn't mean wings. It means food.
3: But that was a new rule.
0: That was um, a, a new rule. A recent rule, rule yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because they had to go back after having said you can have an open container and then immediately retracted that one. Right. And then the bars were responsible for any open container within 100 feet of your door. 100 and feet. And we've got a... a uh, I want to call it a homeless commune on our block, yeah, which is it's, within it's our feet. Yeah, it's happening on the Upper yeah. West side. The upper so right. side. We had to call the police and say, look, we're not we're not trying to get them in trouble for this, but they do have open containers. We're not responsible. They're not our beers. What do we, Since it says the state says that we're responsible for any of those, what do we do? Like, don't worry about it. We know that they're there. We know who you are, this but is very it, it's it's wow. complicated.
2: It's a very complex situation you here. You know, if they you want to you to be it.
3: responsible for a hundred feet. feet, they should let you put tables out then. For hundred feet, I love it. There you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like yeah. Let's. I'll be responsible for something that's part of our yeah right yeah establishment. All right. You, you mentioned
2: uh, Matt that you you can sell drinks, but the rule now is that you have to also eat. But some bars don't have, I mean, you have got a really nice kitchen. You put out Thank some you. nice food. Uh, great hamburger. Great bar food, um,
3: above bar food.
2: Yeah, and- um, Elevated pub
3: Elevated group. pub food uh, yeah. Elevated
2: pub food. So have, have you, have you in, introduced any new- uh, Well,
0: our first move was to do what a lot of places did, which was immediately rejected by the governor, and that was to do Cuomo chips <laughs> for <laughs> five cents. Just like something that. on the, t- just here you go. It's Cromo food. chips. Uh, because then, of course, he hears about it, and he's embarrassed because he didn't think about what he was saying. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm saying too much. Anyway. No, you're fine. You're he, uh, are <laughs> fine. So I'll, then I'll, he wait says, a you a know... Don't worry, I'll, I'll, this is no, I'll cut you off.
2: I'll cut it's you off. It's called free speech. Okay. This is
0: not food. Uh, a sandwich, a soup, a salad is food. Wings are not food. And I'm not quoting directly. Well, the, so, the pro- so, so the problem is... But that's is, the thing. Now you have to define what is and what isn't food oh, from, your, from your menu. And even
1: if you go to, like, the SLA website, you sit there and it says, well... It, it is a super sandwich, not wings. Like, and I sit there, and I'm like, if you get soup, if, if you're worried, if, you, if your concern is is the old school lie that, okay, if you eat food, you'll, you'll, you won't you get, drunk, get drunk. You don't get drunk. Which is, it's not, not how the body, it's not how the body works at <laughs> all. Right, right.
2: I thought the more grease you have inside, it absorbs the alcohol. Oh, well,
1: and... yeah, I'd be nice if it were true. Yeah, It doesn't matter. as much. Uh, no matter how much alcohol you drink, no matter in the specific amount of time, that's as drunk as you're gonna get. Yeah, you you might feel better in the morning because you had food in you. You're still gonna get as drunk as you were gonna get no matter what. And maybe okay. you'll drink
0: one less beer if you're full on a burger. That might be true
1: too. But if you're gonna if you're gonna get into that argument, like then give us a calorie intake because a, a bowl of soup, way less calories than a than a plate of wings. I guarantee you. That. I know, wait a I'm,
2: I'm not getting a beer
0: and a bowl of soup. I know. I was gonna say that yeah, doesn't it's, really it's,
3: make sense. You know, that,
0: again, I think you, you know there's got to be some arbitrary all, rules. There's got to be something else involved with that yeah. because there's no other there's no real reason why. It, this doesn't prevent COVID. How no. does the sandwich, how does a sa- soup versus a bowl of wings? Or a bowl well, of so they don't a bowl. want people,
3: they don't want, I think that when the bars first reopened, there were bars where, in certain areas, where I guess a lot of people were milling about. And I still have something had further on that drink. too.
0: There, there are those, and, and, and I understand that what Mr. Cuomo was saying was that there are a few bars that are ruining it for the, for the lot. Uh, and really what they need to do then is take your take, whatever group you have that's going around. If you know what bars these are, if you know they're out there, go get them. Just walk in there. Take the police, for example. there's They're really not doing too much right now. Don't. Go in, take the liquor license, and say you're done. That's it. Okay? It's a simple thing rather than go around installing all of these little minor rules in order to then get... Major fines and, down the road.
1: And in fact, I would I would add to that. The only the thing is, adding the table, adding the seating, is actually what stopped the milling about, right? It, it actually exactly. it stopped. A so good idea. And you can actually now police it better as a business. Okay, well if you're not sitting, you can't stay. Fine. Those are the rules. That's a black and white situation. Cool. You're not sitting, you can't stick around.
2: So if, no block parties.
1: Right. Right. Which I mean, they're still We're doing. All fine with. But at the but at the very least. At least you can. It's a definitive, you know, you know, line. I get right it. it's easy. Yeah. Otherwise, but still, they're finding reasons to even get those guys. You know.
2: Right. Tell me, have your have your customers? Um, I mean, these are not rules that you've made up. There's rules that you need to follow. Have they come at you and said? Why do you might not make me have these
0: most people most people understand? Deal. Yeah. Most people understand, but there are there you'll always have a difficult person. Yeah. Every day of your life you're gonna have somebody. well difficult you had those difficult
3: with. people though before. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, right. we, you we just always... had, you know, thirty
0: times more of them. But yeah. Um you know, so we do have to approach everybody and, and say, you know, if you're gonna have a beer, we have to have some sort of food on the table. And we do have a cheese sandwich at a uh cutthroat rate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, most people are like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll take a burger. Or I'll yeah. Take a, you know,
3: yeah. Um. We went to a bar and we sat outside. Uh, and
2: we were out of the gin mill. I've got another one for and you. They
3: and they, um, they said, you have to have something substantial.
1: Well, and that's it. What a
2: substantial um, mean?
3: We were like, okay. 500. And he, he told us. He told us what substantial was. And we said, okay, we'll get that. <laughs> Whatever. But I thought it was kind of funny that they were that specific.
0: Substantial. Yes. I like
3: it.
2: Right. I'm I'm, I'm passing out the beers, so uh, we're we're so outside. You, right, by, by the, the time, time this is posted, we'll be off there the street. There are priorities here. Yeah.
3: So what's the roughest part of this talking? Uh,
2: just that still and not, not knowing. knowing. Okay, not knowing. So let let's say you had the ear of the governor, and and you know, you calm yourself down. You and the governor are having a it's beer. Impossible. No, no, no. just you know, let's, 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 let's go there. And uh, I bet he and you say, beer you, know, you, sometimes. say um, you know
0: he'd send me Governor he Cuomo. Was, he'd be.
2: Here's here's what I think you should do.
0: Why I ought to? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing, and I I've been saying this actually quite a bit more about Mr. De Blasio um, was just make a decision, <laughs> stick to it, right? And if you if you have if you don't have the floor. If you don't have the right to say that, whatever it is you're going to say, if you're not the one who can say this uh, or make this announcement, don't do it. Don't make it. But be prepared. Make a decision. Make a decision relatively quickly and stick and stand by it. Right? And, and stay it. with that. And let us know. Just give us a little bit of heads up because that was that was the big thing. That was a real big thing that that hit us um, and and kind of sent us into that spiral was when they announced that we were going to be open be able to open on July 6th was it
1: uh, yeah that week that July that Monday, Monday was.
0: July 6th we were going to be able to open indoor and de Blasio had said that publicly right so every and I I know of a number of places what? who are like here we go went on Saturday to restaurant Depot and stocked up and then and come Monday the morning yeah and called the employees who came off of, you know and then come Monday morning and said oh no just getting <laughs> just I was kidding. way <laughs> off on that one. Now we're looking at October, perhaps you know. Uh, so then, now they, all the wasted food and the wasted money, and then uh, it's, it's, it's it's embarrassing. Is, this it's is crazy. true about
2: any business, though, is you need some stability, right? In the in the government, some stability and rules. That that so you really you're looking for stability. Yeah, with, and then you'll work with whatever you have.
1: I, and, and, and again, I remember you know it's. I don't know is a is a better answer than no answer, you know. You know you always say, you always say, "No news is good news? No, no. In this situation, no news is actually the worst news. Yeah. I try my best to listen as much as I can to what's going on, you know to I listen to the press conferences as much, you know, every, almost every day. And the fact is, it's not even brought up anymore. Like, it's almost like they don't want to talk about it. and it's just so many people unemployed in so many businesses that are in limbo right now.
2: We're, we're going to be in this situation now with COVID for a while mm-hmm. because our government just has not done the right thing. It seems pretty clear, especially the federal government has really been short of That's the That's a whole different podcast. That is. Yeah, but, yes, but it is. It, it is affecting you. And for us, life on the Upper West Side, a part of it is the bar scene. I mean, the lively bar scene, whether you go in the bar or not. I mean, I remember during one World Series, I was riding my bike up Amsterdam Avenue, and it's like I knew what was going on just by <laughs> right. listening to the cheers as yeah, I was riding yeah, yeah. along I love it. Amsterdam, just but, from the sound coming from the bars. Yes. That's a community.
1: But that's exactly right. The idea is, and I I understand, I really do, like, I, we really do understand that you get that many people in that small an environment. The, the possibility i get it i get that that's an opportunity for the the virus to be transmitted at a higher rate but on the other hand tell me a neighborhood in manhattan let's just talk about manhattan specifically tell me a neighborhood in manhattan that does not thrive on the bar restaurant and bar scene yep I and mean, that is where life happens yep after work you know on your day off why do you live here
2: hands? i mean why do you live here Yeah, you live for the arts, you live for the jazz scene. And you live for the neighborhood. And you live for the really magnificent bars Mm -hmm. that are around here. That's why why I moved here. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and it's good. So, prediction. Where are we going to be? Not a year from now, say spring 2021.
0: It's a good question because, again, we don't know anything about when or what's coming up next. But... Unfortunately, a lot of great places have already decided to close. And mm-hmm. they, some decided to close early on, and I'm, talk, I'm specifically talking about the bar scene right now. Yeah. Um, so we've, we're already missing some really essential places in the New York bar scene now. If this goes on much longer, you're gonna see 50% or 60% I, or I believe sure. are gonna be done. And then what? And then who comes in to fill those shoes? Who knows? You know, rents are already too high, so we'll see if maybe they start to dip. Who knows what's going to happen there, but um, it's it's going to be a different world.
1: I mean, it's, it's already very discouraging for even even if these places close. It's it's discouraging for anybody who wants to come to the city. Nobody's, you know, so in terms of when we get back to normal, normal's going to be different, we all know that. But, like, who's going to come into the city if, if it's not somebody that already has a, a big purse behind them? You know, yeah, nobody's I mean,
3: coming in well, rushing that, in to invest in the bars right that, now.
2: That, that's what happened to the west side I mean you've got all of these big name you know retailers coming in and the, the, the well, little guy yeah. is yeah. not yeah well I
1: mean we've got I mean on 40 I mean, I could speak for Hell's Kitchen. I mean we've got you know Broadway was a significant percentage of our business now and I'm not casting crew and theater goers and everything and that I mean especially stay
0: tens oh yeah a lot of stay <laughs> chance
1: um, Those are, but um, it's you know and they were our friends and they you know they they were our community but now that they're gone you know and these guys are also struggling too you know and like this is another business
0: where but they're gone but they're also moving out and the actors are moving out and our neighbors are moving out everybody's yeah. cuz town we, yeah.
3: we we
2: know people moving out of the windermere yeah, where yeah. we're located Up right west. now yeah everybody's moving out of the city it's going yeah, to be a, it's going to be a different place is Gephardt going to survive
0: we're pushing for it um, we're having a hard time in negotiations because we were expected to pay essentially everything uh, all of the months that we weren't allowed to be that we couldn't be open. Um, it's just
1: going to be yeah, it's going to be.
0: And it's that way. It's just I don't understand how anybody could do that. Um, so we're 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 fighting the good fight. We're going to do it the best we can. Um, so is it
2: rent mostly? I mean, if you got a break on the rent. Would that keep you going longer, or is it something else?
0: Well, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot involved with it. I mean, it would be the rent, and then it's uh, it's how soon can we get open again? You know, how soon can we keep our board staff in limbo? Yeah, you know, course, and now not yeah. they're they're making no money. Yeah, even, you know,
1: yeah. Even if we, even if they say tomorrow, okay, we're back open a hundred percent. You would have to get the crew back together. You'd have to.
0: You're gonna have just, to ask them to stretch because they've been sitting on a couch for months. <laughs> yeah, he that's right. He's he, he was looking at it, me when he said put them in training. <laughs>
1: oh, <yeah. laughs> but we'll also, you know, but, but the idea up. is like, <laughs> you can't hire anybody back unless you know the business is going to come. And because of the situation, we don't know if people are going to come back. I mean, I I, I expect there's definitely going to be people itching to be back inside a bar but it's not going to be anywhere near their percentage so you can't it, I, I it's almost like reopening a brand new bar you and you're to, not going to be in a, capacity a new
3: city, city in a new city yes you're going to have, probably have to do 50 percent or
0: whatever you're going to certainly have to at that. most yeah. I, I expect no. yeah
2: barcrow well, radio certainly yearns to get back onto the gephardt porch on west 72nd street we miss
0: you yeah. uh we we i do too we still so in your miss company you. right now we still miss you
2: we have we've had such good times there. I mean, there's so many interesting people we've talked to at your bar, and we want to get back. Well, to we it.
0: met we met with a, uh, a guy who's a new friend of mine, and uh, Peter met him yesterday. His name is Jason from Strongbow Brewery, yep. uh, brewery in Brooklyn, and uh, I was describing the bar, and he hadn't been to Gebhardt's yet, or he. Didn't didn't know where we were, so I was describing oh, yeah, yeah, the right. uh, the porch. I was saying, "Oh yeah, I got the outdoor. It's got the glass enclosure and the." He's like, "Wait a second, I was on a podcast there one no time way. out on the porch with you guys. That's, that's right. right. This is Jason. So now, yeah, that's so we, right. I I, 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 I thought funny. I knew
2: the name. It was the Beer and Mead. Show. That was oh, him. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. We were trying cool. to figure it out yesterday. Cool. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. It oh, was a good so show. Funny. I got I got really, I felt really good after <laughs> that show. With the beer on the all meat. the equipment yeah. on the bar. Right. Yeah. We're talking with Matt Gephardt, owner of Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street and also in Midtown. And with his main guy, bar manager, Peter Malfatti. And it's been a wonderful conversation. Uh, also a depressing conversation, too. I, um, certainly. But sorry. I think one, I need,
1: one that I need, I think needs to be had. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh,
2: yes. It's something I, I want Helen... Yeah, I want Helen us, Rosenthal sure. to hear this conversation. And I want Gail Brewer and Linda Rosenthal. I want oh, Linda, them to hear yeah. this.
0: Linda's right next door to us. Yes.
2: She well we interviewed building. Linda did on you? the
0: porch. Oh you did? Okay, good.
2: Linda was on the porch and uh, we had a very nice conversation with her. Yeah.
1: We're still here. You know, we're not going anywhere until we have to. That's 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 the way I'm looking at it right now. You know, this has been you know, in almost twenty years of what I've been doing, this is the most important uh you know Thing. I love this city, I love the bars, and I, you know, beer culture, both of them, and you know it's it's my family as much as my family, you know. I think it's worth fighting for. And I, I just want more people to realize
0: how important the small business is. And how hard we really are trying yeah. to be there for, for the next level and the next step, whatever that is, whenever yeah. it is.
2: Our neighborhood bars are important social places. They establish a sense of community. Allow us to blow off steam, have a date, meet friends, make new friends. But our favorite pubs are having difficulty staying open, and the future is not certain. We are afraid that our nightlife is going to change in the next few months if our federal government does not get its act together and support those businesses that make life in our neighborhoods enjoyable and livable.
3: Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. My pleasure. For joining us. We also want to thank Wade Ripka's Eastern Blockheads for supplying Bar Crawl Radio's theme music. And finally, this podcast advocates that the best conversations happen at our neighborhood bars. Mm -hmm. We are full of hope that our favorite watering spots will remain and we will return to recording in the great bars on the Upper West Side, especially Gephardt. Especially
2: Gephardt's Great Culture Bar. On the porch. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank Thank you so much.